So there's this Twitter account called the Fresnerd, and it's a company based in Fresno? That's in California. So I'm told. That is all I know of Fresno. By you. (laughs) (laughs) Great, so I I one-upped you on Fresno. They gave us a shout out. They said they listened to their first episode. They really liked it. Awesome. Yeah. So that's something. Have we? Did you check their company out any further? Yeah, I did a little bit. It's a company that it looks like they review movies. At least okay. like that's what's on their website. Really? It looks like their Twitter account is pretty new. They only have like 14 followers or something. But I think that's about the are, same that we have. Hey, all right. <laughs> so, are we one of them? Yeah. Are all of their yeah. followers all of our followers? It might be. I definitely <laughs> followed them after they they retweeted us okay good okay yeah so maybe not so maybe they have some different people yeah because we don't follow us but we follow them yeah so at minimum they've got us okay good all right i just imagine they're like hey just checked out the first episode of the media lunch break everybody should check it out and it's all 14 of our followers so they're like yeah we are yeah we know that (laughs) it goes just goes nowhere (laughs) we're all just snakes biting at our own tails that's not a thing what do you want to talk about? I today, lost track. Chris? Are we doing an episode right now? We just I mean you hit the record button, so we're that doing something. That means nothing. Yeah. <laughs> we actually record ten episodes a week and we throw out eight of them. We throw- it's amazing how consistently all every single time when we throw out a one is a news and one is a subject but that's why the ones we keep are so good (laughs) yeah yeah just but solid gold if you don't like the podcast just think about that idea is that those two are the best maybe we we should only release the worst ones right (laughs) that will work um yeah, what do you want to talk about? I asked you first. All right, fair enough. Yeah, we can talk. Let's talk about Skull Island. Yeah, let's do it. You there's saw some, that. It, I did see it, so we'll we'll talk about that because it's it's inter. There's one or two actual things that were interesting. About that the what? That were interesting about it. That that's, means it's bad. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, yeah. All right, everybody. All right, moving on to the reading assignment. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Enough said. My Fitbit is telling me to get up and walk my fat ass around. <laughs> Listen, why did you spend money on a Fitbit? I can do that. <laughs> well, I like to get... I'll a, just text you. Can you do that consistently, like, once an hour? You're supposed to walk once an hour? How often do you walk? Never, if I can help it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you're going to text me? <laughs> well, texting is easy. <laughs> I can do that while eating zebra cakes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, that's right. I forgot there are zebra cakes. Oh, yeah, everybody. Welcome to the meeting lunch break. Bring all of you your comic geek and movie news all the time. It takes to eat a good sandwich. And I have... No, wait. I said zebra cakes last time. I got to say something else. I said Twinkies this time. And th- th- now I'm going to say, and have an orange. Because eat some fruit, you fat ass. <laughs> uh, my name is Chris Trebo. Alongside me, as always, is my co-host, Andrew Dunn. Say hello, Andrew. Don't eat any fruit ever. Don't ever eat fruit. It's for suckers. It's nature's suckers i don't know <laughs> i don't know where i was going with that i was gonna say nature's candy and then i realized that's a good thing and yeah. i was like no fruit isn't a good thing fruit's terrible what <laughs> you know what i like it's when i get to this point you stop talking yep <laughs> and just let me go yeah man you're just like oh man he, this is that. gold wow he spun a lot of rope for that one. Oh, and he tied his own notes look at that 
it's a lot easier for me oh he found that steam pipe all on his own good for him it's a lot easier to edit when i don't say anything (laughs) (laughs) so by the time this comes out by the time this episode comes out iron fist will have premiered and i i i know you're all excited to for us to talk about iron fist and we will. But not now, because nope. we don't have it. Present Andrew and Chris don't have Iron Fist yet. Well, when you're listening to this, present Andrew and Chris, Chris do, do have, have Iron it, Fist. But past, but past Iron... Um, wait, past... Past Iron Fist doesn't have Andrew and Chris yet. Yes, exactly. But right now, past Chris and Andrew are present Chris and Andrew. And present Chris and Andrew are Iron Fistless. Time is so fucked up. Never use the word fistless again. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. I was like, oh yeah, this is going to be good. Um, so we're not talking about Iron Fist, and I don't care what you say. I mean, we could, but that'd be really weird. And we do. We do care. Yeah, we do care. We care very much. It's really all I have going for me. So we'll talk about that next week, all right? Or the week after. We'll talk about it when we talk about, talk about it. You. Listen, get off my dick, okay? Just leave me alone. I'll talk about it when I'm good and goddamn ready to talk about Iron Fist. No one has said anything to you. <laughs> this is you talking to the voices in your head. Um, okay, but before we do that, Kong Skull Island happened. Yeah, let's do it. So, uh, I saw it. Andrew did not. Nope. So, um, I'm going to talk about it. There's not too much to talk about, but we'll, we, we can cover some of the stuff. We can cover sounds, some of the bases. sounds like you liked it a I lot. I feel like some people have seen it, uh, and so... I feel like it's a movie we should talk about. It is, you know, kind of in our wheelhouse. It is, definitely. It's in 100%. Genre. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I was like, all right, since this happened and we got to kill some time till we get iron fisted, then <laughs> let's let's do it. It's a rousing endorsement for this episode. <laughs> um, kill some time. So, Andrew, you have no interest in this movie. Uh, I had some. Okay. If you if you would come on here and said it was a great movie and I should see it, mm-hmm. I would go out and see it. I really like the actors who are involved with it. Well, let me tell you this. Yeah. I'm not gonna say that. I can, you can. You're fine. Are you going to say that I should actively avoid this movie? No. Um. This movie was. It was. It was good. Uh. I enjoyed it. It's a good time. Um. It's by no means bad. It's not a, certainly not a flop. It sets out to do something and it, and it executes it very well. Um, if you, two years from now, you're sitting on a couch, right. you have two hours until you have to leave. Right. You're flipping through the channels. You see the beginning of, of Kong Sk- Skull, Island. Skull Kong Island yep. comes on. You leave it on or you keep searching? Two years from now. I will go, <laughs> okay, that's a maybe and I'll keep flipping. Yeah. Yeah. You don't find anything better, you go back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's... I Like I said, I enjoyed this movie. We, You and I talked off the mic about um, the other King Kong movies beforehand. And I'm not a King Kong, like, uber fan or I anything like that. I haven't seen either of them. But I've seen them both. Um, I actually do... I, some people don't like Peter Jackson's King Kong. I actually do really like it. There, it, there are problems with it. It's not, it's not the best thing in the world. It's a little long... Um, the the time on Skull Island, ironically enough, is a little much. But it's better than anything else Peter Jackson has done before, right? Well, before that, he did the Lord of the Rings. Yeah. So I think the obvious answer is yes. <laughs> Are you an idiot? Sorry. <laughs> yeah, you should be. Um, but uh, I I do 
in the over under in the long run, I do actually like his King Kong movie. I think the way that I put it to you is, it's the idealized version of yeah. King Kong. It's the King Kong movie you thought that the original was. But when you go back and watch, when the you original, go back and watch the original, it's not. Um, the original doesn't build up a love story the, between um, right the girl and and, uh, and the monkey and the monkey. That sounds dirtier <laughs> than it actually is. But um, see an ape. See gorilla. Do they ever address a gorilla? Gorilla. Yeah. Um, in this one, they don't fully address it. Mm. Um, but in that one, I think they like at, at least, and maybe this is just behind the scenes stuff. But I know Andy Serkis, who did the King Kong and Jackson's version, um, modeled himself after silverback gorillas. Oh, okay, I believe. Um, so really, this episode is a review of the Peter Jackson <laughs> King Kong. Um, no, but. So Kong Skull Island, there's a couple of things that I do like about this. Um, first of all, the guy who directed this, which I, for the longest time, thought this was like a name director. And I, he's not really... Well, didn't he do Godzilla? No. Oh, really? That's No, that's not true. Legendary produced this movie. Oh, okay. And Legendary owns Godzilla and right. owns King Kong. Um, and we'll get into that later. Okay. Um, but So they it's by the same production company. Right. But it's not the same director. Um, that was... Gareth Edwards. That's the guy who directed uh, Rogue One, who directed Godzilla. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, this one, the guy who directed this, I don't. He hasn't really done anything, and I gotta say, he's actually pretty good. Yeah. Story wise, it's pretty simple. John Goodman shows up. Um, he belongs to this company called Monarch. Uh, he wants to go. There's a, an island that it. Uh, obviously, it takes place in the vietnam era um and in fact they lay that timeline exactly at the end of vietnam because they actually show nixon's speech about us withdrawing from um the vietnam war and it actually in some small way later plays on into the plot of it i'll explain that how and it's the only cool part of the plot that that (laughs) plays into but um he goes to he um belongs to this company called monarch uh who is kind of known in the science community as a bunch of crackpots. Um, he is going to a senator or a congressman of some kind for funding to go on a surveillance trip of um, Skull Island, which is a newly discovered island, uh, because this is a time in America when satellites had just started going up into space and we could view the Earth from down below. So there was a lot of this kind of going on, little islands that no one had really ever mapped out properly. And this island is discovered. And the reason that it hasn't really been discovered is there's a perpetual storm uh, surrounding it. So no one could ever like sail to it by or anything like that. Um, so he gets the money and, though, and then he has to round up his team. His team consists of Tom Hiddleston. Um, which, by the way, I'm only, I don't know any of these characters' names. <laughs> which is problem one. Um, because I don't really care about them that right. much. So I'll refer to them by actors. He rounds up Tom Hiddleston, who's like a uh, tracker, like a wildlife tracker. Sure. Uh, someone who's an expert at going into these, into like jungles and different uh, wilderness environments and getting teams through it. Uh, he, he gets um, Brie Larson, who is a photojournalist, to take pictures. To document. Can, to document. Yeah. He asks for a military escort, and that's where Samuel L. Jackson comes in. Oh, right. And he brings in with him um, his unit 
who is about to go get sent home. They all have just gotten their orders to be sent home from Vietnam, and this is their last mission. They all die. Most of them die. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, the red shirts. Yeah. So that's pretty much the plot. They go to Skull Island. Carnage ensues. They find Kong. More pretty, carnage ensues. More carnage ensues. Run of the mill plot. They all basically get. They get on the island. They and they say we have to. We will get dropped off here. We'll go. Everybody's gonna go. They take like a bunch of helicopters. They're gonna go explore the island, survey it, and then meet back like two days later at the same spot for the boat to pick them to fly off the island and then have the boat pick them up. Got it. That's the whole movie. That's it. It's just killed. Just killing time. Just everybody stay alive for two days and then meet back at this spot. Got like it. You get separated, meet back at this spot. Right. Sure enough, Kong comes in, destroys all the helicopters, which you see in the in the trailer, um, which was a great action sequence. Yeah. I will say that. Fantastic. Um, everybody gets separated. Everybody tries to meet up along the way. Everybody dies. Um, except for our heroes. Spoiler, by the way, spoilers for Kong Skull Island, if you're like... <laughs> I love how incredulously you say that. Like, because it's not like, this is... There aren't really any spoilers. Yeah, there's not really any spoilers. You it's exactly see, the movie you it's think It's exactly it the movie you think it is, which is good, and I, I'll, yeah. I, you know, I give that to it. Yeah. Um, it's not trying to be something more than yeah. failing. There's it's a It's not trying to that. be something less. Yeah. Um, visually, this movie's great. Uh, he hits some shots in this and some imagery in this that is really stunning, and it's not all CGI built. Um... He plays a lot with uh, the look of, like, the, if there is a villain in this, it's Samuel L. Jackson. Okay. Military. Um, That makes sense. Yeah, the military guy who is out to kill Kong simply because he killed all of his men when they were flying in. Sure. And so he's like, no, I'm going to kill this fucking monkey. He just killed all my men. These were soldiers. These are my boys. I'm killing this kid. Do you think that character is going under an alias and his actual name is Nick Fury? Yes. Okay. Um, but that's pretty much it. And so they, he, the, the director plays a lot with the imagery. Like there's a lot of Samuel L. Jackson staring Kong in the eye and Kong staring him <laughs> yeah, back, sure. which in the, in the moment actually plays really cool. Yeah. Um, and he, he hits some really nice shots. So the director himself actually does a really nice job. Yeah. Where this falls apart is I don't give one rat's ass about any of these characters. Sure. Like, I could not... Um, there's no... They all have practical reasons to be on this island. They have no arc whatsoever. Oh. They have no... They have nothing. Do you think a big problem is individuality of the characters as well? Yeah, they also just don't give them a lot to do. Is there, like, there's no yeah. need for, for any of them to be there. Uh, again, there, there is a need for them practically in the plot. Like, they, they justify them to be there. But they don't really go through any transformation. This doesn't teach them something greater about themselves sure. through going this through this experience. Um, hell, they don't even give this stereotypical love story between Tom Hiddleston and Brie Larson. To, you know what I mean? They yeah. don't even do that. Um, so as you're going along, you're just liking like all the cool parts where they get into fights with monsters. Is it? Does it feel more like a bad version of the movie Predator, where like it's just sort of a bunch of g- sort of generic yeah. dudes? Yes, it is. Um, midway through, through John C. Riley pops up in this and kind of. Not saves the movie, but at least he's, wakes he's you, the porter. He wakes you up enough, yeah. Um, because it's, re- I mean, it's not revealed. The prologue in this is like in World War Two, his plane went down in this on this side. Got it. 
Um, him, and he's assumed to be dead. And he's assumed to be dead. Yeah, and he he went down in like forty four or something. Um, with it, it was him and a Japanese soldier. Oh, okay. Who was fly, who was shooting him down? And so they both crash. Sure. And then they're fighting, and like that's the prologue. And then it, it, what you find out, like they befriended each other, and they survived on the island for a while. Um, and he's kind of nuts. Um, John C. Riley. It was actually refreshing to see him. He kind of mixed very nicely the John C. Riley that you know from Step Brothers right. and the John C. Riley you know as a dramatic actor. Yeah, sure. From like Gangs of New York. Yeah, and um, and he mixed those two together really nicely. There yeah. are a couple of times where he has some really John C. Riley lines. Like yeah. the there's a line. It's in the trailer about the. I call them skull skull crawlers. He's <laughs> like, I just think that's a cool name. That's, and it's a great quintessential job. Yeah. But then there's other times where he's like, he's like, you're, you're all going to die. And it's not funny. It's yeah. him being nuts. Yeah. And it's kind of great. Um, so he at least kind of, again, not saves the is movie. That, is it sort of like the it. porter in Macbeth? He just sort of comes in, rattles things around. and Yeah. I mean, he's just, once he's in the movie, he's in. Oh, like, okay. Because he... He knows the island, and they right. gotta get to a certain spot. So he's going. Well, you can't go that way because that's a no-no. Is he decidedly coming with them? Yes. Right. Yeah, he's gonna get off the island as well. Um. So yeah, like I said, he's he actually has an arc where you kind of care about this character. Sure. Um. The only one, the most interesting thing in this movie, and I, and. It kind of caught me from left field. Is Samuel L. Jackson? Oh, his character is the only interesting one. It's the only one that has a full kind of story and full justification from his background. Sure. On why he does exactly what he does, um, other than just simply to survive. And it's this. It's kind of great. Um, and it's kind of novel, and I did not see it coming. It's the one really enjoyable thing about this movie, and almost worth kind of going to see. Except and now you're going to ruin it for And now I'm going to ruin it for everybody, so you don't have to. <laughs> um, so like I said, the the movie takes place right at the end of the Vietnam War. In fact, you see Nixon's speech about him, uh, uh, us pulling our troops out. Um, there's a scene at the beginning of the movie where you're introduced to Samuel L. Jackson, and the one one of his troops comes in, and he goes... What do you got waiting home for you? And the guy's like, oh, there's a alu- there's an aluminum factory or something where there's a job waiting for me. And it's like, what are you going to do, Sarge? And he- Samuel L. Jackson doesn't really answer him. He's looking at a box of metals and things like that. And he's like, he says something, something like, the hell is it all for? And so what you find out at the end of the movie, in the climax when he's about to kill Kong, and they're saying, don't kill Kong. He's just a guardian on this island. Right. He's just an innocent bystander he's like i'm a soldier that's my job my job is i have an enemy i have found an enemy i'm going to kill it that's what i was trained to do there's kind of it's kind of a rambo thing where he's going you i was trained to do this thing and now you've ripped it from me i was trained for war and there's no more war. and where do i go from here sure i have nowhere to go um because Really, like I said, his his whole um, unit was ready to go home. They had yeah. they had orders to go home, and he yanked them back into this. 
he could have easily probably said, no, I can't. All my guys are leaving. We're yeah. leaving here. But he was like, nope, I'm a soldier. That's what we do. I'm glad to take the orders. And that's the, the big reveal at the end. He's like, I'm, this is what I do. I'm set for war. I was trained for war. And then they ended a war. And I don't have I don't have anything else waiting for me. This is my life. I do see a bit of a problem with that, though. Okay. Surely it's Samuel L. Jackson's age. He must have been doing something before Vietnam. Well, he might... Yeah, I mean... I mean, he probably started his training in Vietnam at age 50. Right. <laughs> um, I mean, the one thing about Samuel L. Jackson is, like, he plays kind of an indeterminate age... Mm. you know he plays a, not an indeterminate certainly player. older than 18 yeah certainly older than 18 but he's playing like he plays a pretty large range age range yeah um black don't crack especially his yeah but you also i mean he doesn't they don't give so much of a of a um background to know if he's a career military man and this is like they're finally but then if he's go. a career military but then he would man, go then back to yeah, yeah i know what you're saying but uh, um but he just, like, it was clear that he, I mean, he could have gone from Korea to Vietnam type of thing. Like, this could be his second war. They don't yeah. really, um, at least when I was, unless they do it with some sort of prop that I missed, like some sort of visual cue sure. that I missed. They don't say exactly how many wars he's been in or anything like that. Um but they just show that, like, he has a purple heart, he has this, he has... I guess the Korean War was before that, wasn't it? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He could have yeah. been, been in Korea, and then there's a small gap, and then there's Vietnam. Yeah. So he could have been in during all of that. Yeah. And and now Nam's over, and so we're going to go back to peacetime. So there's going to be nothing to do. Even if he's still in the military, there's not much for him to do right now. Ah, don't worry. In ten years, you'll have the Cold War. Right. And then ten years after that, will be the Gulf War. Right. And then the war in Afghanistan. It just keeps going. Yeah. But... Silly man. Yeah. So, why kill this big ape? Yeah. But it, it's the only plot line that I... And the only character that I was like, that's fascinating. That you have this character that's going, well, I have nothing left. Of course I'm going after this. And yet, he, he that reason should have been... That should have been the one that when it happened, you went, meh. Like, all the yeah, others should have been saying. so interesting. Yeah. And, like I said, he's he, at the very most, is set up as the as the villain. Yeah. Or at least, if you could call The antagonist. The antagonist. And yet, he's the one that I empathized with the most. Well, it sort of is as it should be. I mean, you look right. at movies, like, like, whenever Gary Oldman plays the villain. Right. You know, there right, should right. be a, a large amount of weight and purpose behind what the person is doing. Yeah, but hopefully on the other end of that scale, the your protagonist right. is also just as weighted. Right. Whereas this, were like, this was a lot of paper protagonists yeah. and a very heavy antagonist. Um. I mean, even that didn't come out until the very end of right. the movie. And when you heard it, you went, oh, that's pretty novel. Um, so, yeah. So, that was the he was the only one that I was like, oh, that's yeah. that's actually interesting. John Goodman kind of has, comes in a, a Is he second. a good man? Oh, boy. I should have seen that coming, shouldn't I? He is a good man. <laughs> He's actually not a good man. He's kind of a dick. Oh. Yeah. I mean, lo and behold, spoiler, he, it turns out like he was in World War II and mm. his ship cr- came upon this island and was ripped apart and all of the people were killed except for somehow he survived and then went back and nobody believed what he saw. I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't have believed that he survived. Yeah, well, there was a photo of the ship and there was a big claw marks out of it and blah, blah, blah. Um, 
So th- he's the only other one with like any sort of background or back story to this that you go, oh, I get it. I understand his motivation. Um, everyone else, there's really no motivation to do, do anything. Yeah. And no reason for any of them to really be there. That being said, if you're just going in to watch some good action, you're going to see some good action. The helicopter sequence that that's in the trailer, that's a little longer than what's the than what the trailer is, it's really good. Um, Kong fights, really good. Uh, Kong himself is really interesting. Um, he doesn't he doesn't he he's kind of half man half ape. Oh, the way he walks, he walks upright. Yeah, it's really interesting. Um, yeah, there's some pretty good battle sequences in it. How much money would it cost you to watch this again? Like, what is what is the most amount of money you would spend to see this movie again? In a theater? Yeah. Like, five bucks. Yeah. 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 If I had a discounted ticket, and they were like, you want to go see it again? And I had some time to go, like, I, I would totally go see it again. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't pay full price for it. Right. Yeah. The... Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Oh, the one thing, the last thing I'll say, and then we'll move on. Um, the Godzilla thing, because Legendary uh, owns King Kong and Godzilla, they're setting up a, a shared universe. They want to build towards Kong versus Godzilla, and in it, I actually could see them laying the groundwork on how that would work. Okay. And so there's a there's a post credit scene Ooh. that I did not stick around for because I didn't know, but then I looked it up afterwards. You fool. Uh, and it's basically. Um, the sci- the people at Monarch explaining to Tom Hiddleston and Brie Larson how they're showing a bunch of pictures of cave drawings that are pretty much Mothra and um, Godzilla sure. and all of those monsters as well. So in the story of, of Kong Skull Island, they take surveillance of the, the island itself. They drop like charges and, and blow them up to get a better ge- geographical sure. Uh, geological sure. um, surveillance of the island and they reveal it's hollow basically. Oh, and sure. that's how the little lizard uh, people the lizard people the lizard um, animals that are kind of the main villains in this oh, okay um, that's how they get around because they can tunnel through the island anywhere but they the one scientist reveals that there is a theory of a, like a hollow earth theory that there are these tunnels deep beneath the earth all over the place. Sure. And so I'm assuming that's where Godzilla, gonna, that's comes, where out Godzilla of. comes out of. Yeah. That Godzilla was on this Island tunneled out of like tunneled out can come up anywhere. And that's how Godzilla. Do you think it's a good idea for them to make a fight sequel movie? With Godzilla and King Kong? A Batman versus Superman with Godzilla and King Kong. I would actually really enjoy that. I, yeah. If they do it, what I don't, want is like king kong and godzilla the same size i don't want them to be fully equal i kind of want king kong to be like maybe half the size of godzilla but he's got thumbs but he's got thumbs but what i like about it is like if they're gonna fight in an urban area say then you have this giant godzilla creature and you have this semi-giant gorilla and the gorilla can like switch what he has is speed sure and, and dexterity and dexterity and he can like swing around buildings and you know what i mean yeah. like that visually that would be much he does cooler. a lot of yoga yeah exactly he lays out his mat yeah he does a sun salutation <laughs> he centers his chi and then he just makes godzilla some herbal tea and they sit down and, and then godzilla just roasts him <laughs> with fire breath and he opens he cracks open a, a, a copy of the secret <laughs> and he starts reading from it and then godzilla just smacks him upside the head with a tail yep 
Um, but if they if they play on that, like Godzilla is very big and slow and lumbering, but has a lot of might. And Kong is very fast and agile and things like that. That would be visually, I think that actually would be really interesting. I have a hypothetical question. Okay. If Godzilla killed Mothra in the city, would there be white powder over everything? Since it's hypothetical, I'm just not going to answer it. Okay. All right. That's an answer. Um, yeah, that's all I'll say about that. All right. Yeah. All right. That's so, a- so what would you, what would you, how would you rate this movie? Give me a scale. From get me out, get me out, get me out, get me out mm-hmm. to that's pretty good. <laughs> to just that. Yeah. <laughs> how many get me outs would I give it? I guess yeah. Well, I thought I thought you were you were probably going to give it a. That's pretty good. So that would be a ten out of ten. Right. Would <laughs> be. Um, I gave it like three. Wait, it's four. Get me outs bad, or is four get me outs good? I feel like bad. Oh, then I give it like two and a half. Get me outs out of four. Four being the worst. Yeah, four being the worst. Okay, so slightly on the worse scale than the good scale. Slightly more bad than good. Two, no, two and sorry. a half out of four. Oh no, then I guess <laughs> one and a half. No, because I don't want it. I don't want it fifty. Yeah, All right, so on a scale of one, one to ten, ten being the best, <laughs> one being the worst. What would you give it? Like one and a half. Get me outs. Okay, that's perfect. Yeah. So it's not. It's good. It's not great. Yeah. I'm not. I wasn't like. Oh god. Catch like, it if it's on TV. Yeah, if it's on, yeah, when it comes to HBO or Netflix, yeah. give it a whirl. All right. That's what I would say. All right. That's yeah. a good rating. All right. You want to talk about reading assignments? I do. I so badly do. I actually want to talk about this more than I want to talk about that fucking movie. Maybe we should have just had two segments. We should have just switched it, really. <laughs> it's like, we're getting, well, I'll cover Cog Skull Island later, but let's get to the reading assignments yeah. right now. <laughs> um, so, reading assignments. You gave me this week um, a podcast yep. called Missing Richard Simmons. You asked me to to just listen to the first four episodes. Um, since you gave me the assignment, a fifth one has come out. Not only have I listened to all five, I'd listened to the first two um, like as soon as you gave it I to me. I meant to re-listen to all of them again, but I didn't get a chance to. So here's the summary of the podcast yeah. for, for people who don't know what it is. Lay it on us. Missing Richard Simmons is exactly what the title suggests. Richard Simmons, and this is not a made-up story. This is not a fake a mockumentary of any kind. Miss Richard Simmons, the fitness celebrity with the crazy hair and the loud clothing and the louder voice, has <laughs> been missing for like two years. Something like that, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Not missing, missing. He's not... They know where he is, but he has not been out in public. Sort of. We assume we know where he we is. We assume we know where he is. Um, but, but no one's has, seen him. But he, no one has seen him in like two years. Um, and it is this the host's quest to find out why and where he is and if he is okay. And why he disappeared. Um, and the host is also an old, not an old friend, friend of his, of his, but a friend yeah. of his from before yeah, that so time. Yeah, so what the host reveals is that he found Richard Simmons by going to Richard, the uh, studio that Richard Simmons still teaches at, or still taught at, 
up until the time he went missing. He'd been teaching at this studio for like 40 years or something. Yeah, long time. Um, he had, uh, by the host submission, Richard Simmons was actually a very generous man with his time. He befriended a lot of people. And without so much as an ex- explanation to anyone, just or, or a goodbye, or a goodbye, stop showing up, and so that alerted the host and a lot of his, a lot of Richard Simmons' friends, and um, so this is the the quest, not just to find Richard, but to find answers. Um, I would compare it to kind of a, a serial esque as he the the podcast serial, yeah. Um, <laughs> not the food not the food <laughs> uh, a serial-esque like podcast if you like cereal this is right up your alley the and uh, i'll sum up my review of it in the line that i i emailed you yesterday I yeah think. Uh, yeah this podcast has no right being this good <laughs> it has no right being this good it makes no sense that it's this good yeah it's about Richard Simmons. I don't understand how it's this good, but it is so fucking addictive. It's unreal. Do you think, is this something that you would say every single person should listen to? Yes. Yeah, me too. First of all, it's very easy to listen to the, all the episodes about half an hour. Yeah, they're very short. They're about the, half an hour with like seven with minutes the of ads. ads. In, them, yeah. in them. So they're really about 20 minutes. Yeah. Um, it, they're really easy to listen to. They're really fascinating. It's a really interesting character study into a, a person. The most disappointing thing about them is how short they are. Yeah. Because as soon as they get going, you're like, oh, I want more. And then they're like, yeah. and next time. I'm like, no. Yeah. Um, but it, it delves not just into the actual search, but also into a person that you thought you knew on the surface. And you find out a lot of really interesting and kind of touching things about. Yeah. Um, and... <coughs> uh as of this recording of this podcast they had released five episodes and what they revealed at the end is that there is a sixth one coming and that's the last one yeah i have no idea how it's going to end but do yourself a favor and download all six yeah just download all six and listen to all of them straight yeah. through what is it two, I, two hours two and a half hours of your life yeah yeah it's it's a movie yeah it is and it's better than it's most better than movies. most movies better than, better than the movie Kong. i just yeah. talked about <laughs> it's so good it's very it's so engaging what do you think what do you, why do you think richard simmons has gone into this hermit state out of what we know from this show why do you think that uh what do you think and why do you think that Um, you know, I thought about that a lot. I think I really thought, and maybe I still do, I think he had something like a stroke. Oh, you think, even though his brother said it was nothing medical? It was nothing, yeah. But it, they keep saying it's nothing medical, like it's not cancer, it's not degenerative. I think he had a thing happen to him. Okay. And he is not the person that he was. Because they've also said, like, he, he's gotten older and his knees yeah. have gone bad and things like that. But I think something substantially bad happened that he is no longer physically capable to be the Richard Simmons that everyone knows him to be. And that he can't bear to show that to to the world. See, I agree. I just don't think that it's a physical thing. I, I think they talk a lot about his dogs. Right. I think his dog died. But they know his dog died. Right. 
but it happened right around that time. Oh, you think it's just been that is the answer? You think I, they found the answer already, and they? And I, they I think he is manic depressive. Oh yeah, and. When his dog died, it sent him into yeah. a crazy manic depression. I agree with you on the. I agree with you on the depression. Um, I'm sure the dog thing definitely had a had a, a helping a, hand. A helping hand in it. <laughs> yeah. um, and I, I, like I said, I certainly agree with you on the depression. And I, but I feel like something sudden happened. I mean, death no, of a pet is yeah, sudden. it is sudden. But I'm saying I, th- I feel like something unexpected happened oh that's why that's why immediate like from the first episode it was like oh i think he had a stroke i bet you had a stroke or or an aneurysm or, or something that like i said physically prevents yeah. him from being the richard simmons that we all know and he went into his, he spiraled into a depression and and could not come out and cannot bear to show himself sure, could be in that state because he also called the t- he has that called the yeah. to the di- to the today show and so well he's i i really thought like he had a stroke or something and he's like paralyzed from the waist down oh, okay but that's the thing about this podcast yeah gonna be is that you start to you really start to visualize you get into the mystery and you start to visualize what the hell it could be well i was gonna say too a lot of times with strokes especially uh they they make you sound very different and he they sounds do. He basically sounds the, the same, same. Um, yeah, so I'm not saying it's definitely a stroke, I but am. I think it's something like no, that. No, it is. There, it can't be anything else. <laughs> it has to be. It that. has to be. Nothing else. Even if it's not the truth. That's how um, it has to end. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, I just, I can't imagine how they're going to wrap this up in a satisfying manner. I don't think they will. And I don't think they're Oh, really? Goal I, is, I wonder if they did, and that's why it's no longer really going. they really figured it out. Because it could go either way. Because he says at the end of the fifth episode, you know... I want to respect Richard's privacy, so this was never meant to be an ongoing thing. Yeah. We just wanted to put a message out there and see if he answers. But it could go either way. It could be that it was meant to be this ongoing thing, right. and they figured, and they figured it, out. it out. They got six. contact. Yeah. Yeah, because it seems like something they could keep doing. Yeah. And it's making... I mean, it's very popular now. Yeah. It's making money off of it. Yeah. So it's something they could keep doing. Yeah. Um, or at least have kept going for like third, like serial is usually like ten episodes. Yeah, I mean there are seasons. <laughs> yeah, but I'm saying there, you know, there are, there's a longer, there's they've definitely set out a longer storyline than I think they've given us. So I'm wondering oh, really? if there's a, a definite ending to this or not. Man, I don't know. Do you think his housekeeper is a witch? <laughs> I don't think I don't think his housekeeper is a witch. I do think she's kind of crazy <laughs> yeah right i mean you'd have to be she seems nuts yeah again you'd, you'd, nuts. you'd have to be yeah it's just it's fascinating uh yeah uh missing richard simmons that's right right missing yes. richard, I, we've just been ranting and raving it's, about it's richard thing. missing simmons yep uh missing richard simmons it's on itunes you can get it um pr- i'm sure wherever you can get podcasts it's on google play Music. is it on google yeah. play okay um yeah five sorry just download all the episodes right now yeah it's, it's so good it is really it's, good it's one of the best yeah storylines that i've ever like best movies best yep. tv shows yep podcasts yeah. it's great yeah it's fantastic um don't listen to them instead of us but that's a nice thing about this is that they're so quick you can is that we are much better than that is that we are so much better than them great especially according to us 
what's that coming out? The Fresnerd. The Fresnerd. I wanted to say Fesnerd, and I was like, <laughs> like the little cap, and I was like, that's not right. Nope. Fresnerd. Yeah, I don't see them Fresno. recommending fucking missing Richard Simmons. Yeah. Although wait, they should, because it's really good. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah. <laughs> wait, but. Fresnerd, wait, they can they can recommend more than one podcast? Yeah. Don't, okay, Fresner, don't recommend them more than us, but you can recommend them, okay? If you recommend Fresner. Give wait. us another one. If you recommend missing okay, Richard Simmons, what, right, give Fres- us another all right, one. All right, Fresner, all right. We're going to have a little talk. In. We're going to chat. I want to chat. I'm just going to, I'm just going to put this in your ear, okay? Gross. Just, um, you can recommend missing Richard Simmons, but say that you recommend it. Because you heard it on the media lunch break. Okay? You can only recommend it if you say, we recommend Missing Richard Simmons as we heard it on the media lunch break. I think it would actually be better if they recommend the media lunch break because they heard it on Missing Richard Simmons. I mean, that's a lie. But, but... yeah, that is true a lie. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm okay with you lie. So if you want to do it that way, that's, that's fine. Look, too. you can do whatever you want. We're not... We're not the boss of you, so. Unless you're looking for a boss, and then I can be the boss of you. That means you have to pay them. I'm not the boss of you. (laughs) I'm just saying, Fresno sounds nice. Have you ever been to Fresno? I've never heard of it. So. Yes. Great. Excellent. Once in a park. (laughs) wonderful so so missing richard simmons yeah it's very good yeah do you have anything else to say about it uh because it's basically there's only one real goal right like it's really interesting well that's the other thing is like it's that's the other beauty of it it's like it's one really simple thing it's like we're gonna find him or we're not gonna find Uh, him so here's a question there's there's a lot of discussion there's a lot of discussion with um a lot of the people in the interviews right. that he brings in, people who have known Richard Simmons, right. uh, a lot of discussion about whether or not Richard Simmons owes these people anything. Yeah. And by that, you know, people always say, like, nobody owes anybody anything. Right. right. And that's absolutely true. Sure. But at the same time, Richard Simmons has reached out to people, caused them to become dependent on him, and then left. Right. So he has created, he's created a dependency and then left. Yeah. Does that, is he respond? should he take responsibility for that? What do you think? I don't know that he, I don't know that he necessarily owes them something. Owes is a very strong term sure. to use. Um, it's the, I mean, it is the term that they use a lot in the podcast. Well, no, I mean, it, it means... Some, you know, someone has given you something and you, you in turn should give them something back. Right. Right. Um, like I said, I don't, I don't think he owes them. I think it, he should. But I so it's not, it's not necessarily that it is his responsibility. But yeah. It, I don't it, think it's but, his responsibility. But That's it would, the term but it would be nice. That's, yes. I, I, I don't think he has a responsibility to, to do it. I think he should, mm. but I don't think he's responsible to. It's not. Um, it's not the biggest problem in the world. It's not. Um, and if he chooses not to, uh, I don't think anyone should hold any. No one can blame him. Will yeah. towards him. Sure. Um, it's his life. He can. It's his life, he and he can do what, whatever he wants. Should he? Because some people say he shouldn't even do it, and he certainly doesn't have to. 
I don't think that he is responsible for these people, and he's. I don't think that he's required to do it. But it would be nice. But I think he should do yeah. it. Um, That's a good way of putting it. Yeah, because he does. You're right. Um, they bring up the fact that you know people have gotten so emotionally involved yeah. in in this whole in his training and his teaching and everything like that. Um, and he kind of led them to do that. Yeah. He engaged them. Whether he meant to sometimes or not, I think his personality is so big that sometimes the people got sucked into that as well as yeah. him trying to to pull them in. Yeah. Um, but that being said, he did try to pull them in. Yes. Well, and there's a lot of discussion as well where, where representatives of his indicate that he would start to ignore people right. who were succeeding Seating, yeah. in weight loss. Yes. Because they were not a, a, they didn't need him anymore. Exactly. So he didn't need them. Yeah, and I think that um, you know they make a, a thing, they make the point several times about how he's not a therapist. Right. He's not a licensed therapist, and so he, he's an empathist. He's an empathist, <laughs> but he's not a he's not a therapist, and that's not what those people were really going for. Right. If that's what they got. If they got that aspect out of it, right. that's great for the but, time. But they he had was it. physically acting upon their psyche. Right, exactly. But he and that's why he didn't realize. Yeah, it, and that's probably. why I think he should. Yeah. But he's not required to because these right. people did not go into that looking for the emotional sure. uh, support that he was giving them. They went into it looking for physical weight loss. They went yeah. into it for a physical exercise and a physical trainer, and he gave them that. But he gave them more. Sure. And they, um, they, sort and he of... kn- now the reason I think he should mm-hmm. is because he knew he, he was conscious of doing that. At least eventually. Eventually. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the way that he, you know, would write letters of support to people and stay in touch with them. And it was very nice and very touching, but you're right. You, you create a tether t- to one another when you, you do that. You know, there's an interesting uh, uh, part of this. I've got another pseudo celebrity story that I don't know that I've told you, but I think you'll get a kick out of. There's a part in Missing Richard Simmons where there's an interview with a young woman who says, "You know, my mom died, and she was your biggest fan, but she she was on the website just buying stuff. Yes, yeah, and yeah, she yeah, went yeah. to the the contact us section. Yeah, that was on the last a, episode. Yeah, yeah. sent a random email to right. customer support, right, and said, you know, my mom was the biggest Richard Simmons fan, right, I'm buying a bunch of stuff, you know, because it reminds me of her, and it's it's very nice, whatever, right. and she got a voicemail from Richard Simmons sobbing uncontrollably yes, and they about how much that, that meant him. They do. Cool. So I have a I have a fun celebrity story. <laughs> I can't love that this is a fun celebrity story that you can tie into a sobbing celebrity story. Mitch Hedberg, who I know you're familiar with. Yes. This nearly the exact same thing happened to me, but it was after he had died. You have told me okay. the story a couple times, but I want you to tell because I do like this story. Um, I when we when I was graduating high school, Mitch Hedberg was a, a huge influence on me. He had died, I think, in March, right before I graduated, and uh, we were told we had to sell portions of the program. Uh, to be able to f- afford our graduation, basically, because wow. I went to a charter school. Oh, okay. Um, so it was not funded uh, by taxes as heavily as a public school. Right, was. right, right. So we had to sell these pieces of the program. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was never really a sociable person. I was always heavily an introvert. So I get out. Like, I know. Okay, I'll leave. So I, so I, uh, so I decided I was gonna. I asked my mom if we could just buy it. You know, it was like ten bucks or something, and she was right. like, "Yeah, fuck it, whatever. You put whatever you want in there." So I put, um, quote, "I haven't slept for ten days because that would be too long." Quote, Mitch Hedberg, which is one of his right. one-liners. Right. Um, and shortly thereafter, 
my mom was ordering me things for Christmas from the Mitch Hedberg website, and she decided to write a nice letter to whoever was behind the contact us right. button. She sent a very nice email about how uh, I was a huge fan, and, and Mitch Hedberg meant a lot to both of us. We owned all of his CDs, and I think there were two or three at the time, and uh, I had a, sh- you know, a shirt, and you know I bought this piece of the program and, and put his one-liner in it. Right. And uh, my mom put it out into the open and, and thought she'd never see it again, and she, yeah. the next day, got an email from Mitch Hedberg's mother uh, thanking oh. her for this wonderful letter and, and how it was so wonderful for her to hear all these people talk about how much her son had influenced their lives. Right. And she ended up sending me a free shirt, Aww, which was nice. That's yeah. so nice. It's Mitch Hedberg uh, walking up the broken escalator to heaven that's amazing yeah where's that shirt now uh my girlfriend sleeps in it (laughs) good enough yeah i still got it it's got holes all over it but yeah that's the way a good shirt should be as any nerd should i've only lost weight since high school boy. (laughs) so it still fits So you're living the dream yeah there you go (laughs) um should we move on to your reading assignment yeah let's do it all right so as discussed um wait d-i-s-g-u-s-t yes okay great uh, as disgusting as we as are. As disgusting as we are. I'm going to give you a reading assignment anyway. Um, so as as we talked about uh, Iron Fist, by the time we come back next time, Iron Fist will have come out. It'll probably be what we talk about. In fact, I don't know why I said probably. It's definitely going to be what we talk about. Yeah, assuming about. we can find time to watch it. Oh, we'll find the time. You'll find the fucking time. Ooh, ooh I got tingles. Um, so in, in light of that, I thought it'd be good to have a little um refresher read about the iron fist so i'm giving you the immortal iron fist volume one nice yeah so um, i see who writes that yeah exactly one of my faves yep matt fraction uh at brewbreaker also fantastic um it's really interesting have you ever read this story no okay um in fact iron fist was the the person i knew the least about out of the four defenders yeah and that's why i ended up um I actually got this volume on Comixology for free. Oh, nice. Because of the show? No. They just put it one day. I went on. I happened to go on like that only time. Wow. The only time I went on that day and I saw an I because Comixology has um, sales all the time. Yeah. On different, But it, it varies. On and what they, and they have. have free stuff a lot. And they have free stuff a lot. But it's very rarely like a whole graphic novel. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it was just like, Immortal Iron Fist, Volume 1, for free. And I was like, okay. Yeah. And I just read it. I just finished it the other day. Um, and it's really good and it's really interesting. It's actually in my Amazon. Um, I, I don't use the wish list, but the card. It's yeah. In the card. I know what you're saying. Yeah. Um, right it's now. really good. It's a great. <laughs> it's actually a great read um, to kind of bone up on, on Iron Fist and who's in it. Did you say bone up? Yeah. That's a that's a phrase, okay? I bet it is. Get your mind out of the gutter. Don't get it out of the gutter. That's Thank how we you. pay the bills around here. Um, we don't pay bills. I mean, we get bills. Someone, we, yeah. We're just not paying them. The, yeah, we actually, we plug the uh, microphones and we like have it running from one window to someone else's apartment. Mine's plugged into a rat. Mine's plugged into a potato. <laughs> oh no, my microphone's running away. Um, so... What the fuck are we talking about? I have no idea. Iron Fist. Iron Fist. Iron Fist! Um, so you're going to give me that. Yeah, so I'm going to give you that. Because it, it kind of lays a really great history of the character of Iron Fist. Um, and kind of builds Not the real person well. of Iron Fist. 
Not the, not the real, you said the character of Iron Fist. Not to be confused with the real person whose first name is Iron and last name is Fist. Well, no, I actually chose that word specifically. Oh. And you'll you'll find out why. Oh. The Mar- yeah, the oh. character of Iron Fist, it builds oh. upon his history as well as other aspects of the Iron Fist. Hot diggity. Yeah. Liquid sex. What does that all mean? You'll find out later. After I read about the iron fisting. Yeah. How does one fist iron? Well, first of all, you get nah, the iron drum. I've lost real- interest. Okay. <laughs> this was a bad episode. It wasn't a bad episode. <laughs> I don't think it was a bad episode. I think it was a... All right, on a scale of get me out, get me out, get me out, get me out, how would you rate this episode? How many was that? Four. Five. Wow. Wait, really... five is the best, right? Five is the worst. Five is worse than the worst. Five. Fair. <laughs> All right, that's going to do it for us. Hey, we did another thing. We did Bad a thing. Bad or good, we did a thing. We talked for nearly an hour. We did. Which we, we do regularly anyway. We do. Sometimes there's mics, <laughs> sometimes they're not. Yep. Uh, yeah, but either way, we did a thing. And what did you do? You listened to a thing. Did you make a thing? I don't know. You can make a thing and listen to a thing, I guess. But good on you for listening to a hey, thing. Hey, you know what? Good on you for listening to a thing. I'm bad at this plugging. I'm really good at, at, at yelling at an audience. I'm really bad at engaging an audience. <laughs> I don't know whether to go with, like, engagement jokes or you using the word plugging. <laughs> All right. Uh, that's it. All right. I'm turning it off. Okay. Oh, wait. Hey, Andrew. Hey, Andrew. Hey, Andrew. Yes? Hey, Andrew. Hey, Andrew. What's that? I, by the way, I like how for the bit you actually started to turn it off. I did. Instead of just doing it. it the who mic. says it was a bit? Um, no, you can turn it off. Wait, where, where can they find us? You can find us on Twitter.com, where our handle is Media Lunch Break. You can also find us on Facebook by searching for our uh, podcast name, which is The Media Lunch Break. You can find us on YouTube by doing the same, and subscribe to us. Once we hit 100 subscribers, we're going to start giving away some sweet, sweet swag. Swiggity, yeah. swiggity swag. Ooh, you can also subscribe to sexy. us on iTunes, Google Play Music, SoundCloud. We're on all three of those. Feel free to visit our website, which is theworldwideweb.com. The media lunch break dot. What does COM stand for? Commercial. Nah. Okay. It's computer. Oh, right. We've been over I think this. We've, I think we've been over this. <laughs> so, okay. We can't keep track Good. anymore. Yep. All right. So that, or you can send us an email. <laughs> I don't even know which parts of the of technology that you describe for me are real or fake anymore. <laughs> Feel free to send us an email at themedialunchbreak at gmail.com You can also find us on our Patreon, which has almost nothing. We have made one dollar that you will never see any pennies from. That I won't? No. Okay. That's my money. Fine. You know why? Because you do all, this sh- all the work around here? Because it came from my girlfriend. <laughs> and her money is my money. Literally. Yeah, my wife keeps trying to give me that bullshit. I don't, I don't buy it. Literally, you don't have enough money to buy anything because it's all hers. Because she takes it all. She literally takes it all. <laughs> Wait, you I make mean, more doesn't... money than her? <laughs> That's surprising to me. You think I know because I'm kind of a deadbeat, <laughs> but she, I do. And then she just, I'll have cash around the house, and she'll just text me and be like, "Hey, I took some of your cash." 
like, what the fuck? You're like, catch I me outside. That to, you know, How about that? I, I have to tell her, like, you know, I use that to, you know, pay rent and stuff. And she's like, yeah, that's great. <laughs> yeah, what so just it? keep doing that. Yeah, well, go make more. Yeah, but see, my girlfriend's got that sweet, sweet loan money now. Oh, it's the sweetest money of all. Yep. It's like free money, except it's not at all free money. It's free money for a couple years. Yeah, and then it's debilitatingly crushing. <laughs> it sure is. I see all the time, like, I remember Bernie Sanders used to pro, you know, used to talk about loans and how young people have more, you know, they, they get out of school owing 40, 50, sometimes $60,000 in loans. Oh, I wish. I know. Oh. No one can ever know. This would be the sweet, sweet days. Oh, God. Yeah. I would pay that off so fast. Yeah. And there's literally no, like, we are the first generation that's going to be paying off our student loans with, like, Social Security. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Isn't yeah. that astonishing? Yeah. Unless you want to chuck in some bucks to Patreon, keep the lights on, get us some sponsorship, and then we can start paying it with sponsor money. This was all for that. Yep. That was a good, that was a long lead, but it was, I think it was worth it. We're going to do really well now. I was just well begging. Please. Please help us. What's our email? It's themedialunchbreak at gmail.com. Where the fuck did we come up with that name? Was that you? That was you. It's a great name. It is. It's a fantastic name. I love that name. This is a weird episode. I can't tell if we're... I might be having a breakdown this time. <laughs> I can't tell if we're if this is because we're not drunk at all. No, it's just because we're not drunk at all. I was going to say, it must <laughs> it's be. Definitely not, it's definitely... We really should hit a level of drinking with this. Don't you have a life to go home to? Uh, Don't you have a life to go home to? Not Don't you have a knife to go home to? Uh, yeah, there it is. <laughs> All right. That's it, everybody. Until next time. <laughs> There's only one, and there only will be. What? That's our, that's our catchphrase. That's not our catchphrase. It is. You said it once, and I said I was going to put it on all our cards. Oh, I did say it. Yeah, no, it's our catchphrase. Thank you. Yeah, no, if it was my idea, it's our catchphrase. What time is it? I, I don't know, it's just my Fitbit telling me to get off my ass again. <laughs> Lay off me, I'm Fitbit. gonna text you right now. Okay, you All text right. me right now. Alright, everyone else, go out and walk, because my Fitbit said so. The second episodes are always the more interesting ones. Because, because we're full of food. Because we're full of food and sugar, caffeine yeah. and sugar and just we're like we're like kids at the end of the halloween candy night halloween what the <laughs> fuck am i talking about halloween candy night or You're as such or an as, old man or as the other people know it around the world halloween <laughs> halloween oh, candy night jesus christ what is wrong with you oh, no. you need a doctor like a surgeon <laughs> uh <laughs>